Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. I'm Major Jackson, and this is The Slowdown. For as long as I remember, I've been enamored with books as objects. Maybe even before I started reading them. They were in our home, stacked floor to ceiling, crowding the second floor hallway. I enjoyed the feel of cloth-bound books and loved running my hand over embossed lettering. Gold-edge paper made reading a kind of treasure. As a result, I became addicted to the hunt and discovery of new books whose appeal was sensory. My curiosity as a child led me to use bookstores as a brooding teenager. There were plenty. My favorite being Bookhaven on Spring Garden in Philadelphia. I fanatically rummaged for first editions, rare printings, broadsides, and chapbooks in antiquarian bookshops, breathing the musty smell of molded pages. Then, as an adult, I became interested in the author as a human being, more than an exalted literary figure. I was curious about their daily existence, their triumphs and shortcomings. I sought to grasp the relationship between art and life. I read biographies and visited museums, or, if I were lucky, traveled to estate sales. Several years ago, I was among hundreds in Wilmot, New Hampshire, at poet Donald Hall's home. I hoped to score a stash of correspondences or notes left in his books to find some record offering insight into his writing process. Instead, Hall's library lamp, antique rug, and old transistor radio, on which I imagined the famed baseball fan listening to Red Sox games, all now sit in my home office. I came to believe Even the curios of poets were tinged with the spirit of their making. To encounter the objects of an admired writer, something that they touched, browsed, or gazed at even, gave me some clue as to how to practice my own writing. None of the above prepared me, however, for a visit to the Harry Ransom Center at the University of Texas at Austin where I was invited to turn the pages of Sylvia Plath's scrapbook of hotel matchbooks and restaurant ephemera. There, I encountered a dried chicken wishbone. I'll say it again. The dinner remains of one of America's most widely read poets. I've pondered that wishbone since, its symbolism, and, of course, why she kept it among the letters from her boyfriend. I wondered why the wishbone remained unsnapped. Had she split the bone and made a wish, she might have lived a different life. Yet, 
The greatest evidence of Plath's life is not to be found in the archives, but in the poems. Today's poet makes use of the poem as a repository of autobiographical facts, all while dramatizing larger questions of origin, citizenship, immigration, and nationhood. Split by Paul Lava Ceballos At birth, my parents pulled my legs and split me lengthwise like a wish. Ruman Yawi saved his city from Spaniards by striking two stones, holy temples made pure as ash. When a concerned citizen pinned me to an airport wall to check my origin, I whispered, thank you. My dad says, good, we're safer now. My uncle, then leave the country. Christmases, I stay home in bed. Only the chase were burned alive. One mind replies, I want to live. The other, I want to live well. The Slowdown is a production of American Public Media in partnership with the Poetry Foundation. This project is also supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. To get a poem delivered to you daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at Slowdown Show. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.